So you got a whole uh, alpha team now, don't you? But you, but you have a wealth of knowledge that is beneficial to a lot of people, and it we can move the needle. How often do you hear a hunting podcast? We talked about this. People relate to this. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, the 18th. I'm at the Kafaru World Headquarters, and uh, I have got a guy actually uh, – on the podcast that I've never talked to, follow him online, um, CrossFit athlete, uh, which is something I don't know a whole lot about other than I do poke fun of it. So hopefully, uh, Spencer, you don't kick my ass, but that's Spencer Pancheck. Uh, what's going on, dude? Not too much. I'm excited to be on here and, uh, chat with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to have you on. It's, it's, uh, I am really into fitness. Um, and, uh, and I do, I do have, uh, on occasion, although all my friends do, uh, CrossFit, I have poked fun at it a time or two coming from more of a powerlifting, uh, background, but actually how I, I knew you just from, you know, so I, Matt Chan is a friend. I follow Matt Chan and you know how it, it has algorithms, right? Instagram, you scroll through, you know, and I have different CrossFit athletes that pop up or photographers. And I knew you had gotten some born primitive, uh, the outdoor gear. And I already knew you from CrossFit and I'm like, I should probably just get you on. And it seemed like you were fairly new to hunting. We could talk about that and then kind of your adventures in CrossFit and the games and fitness, things like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself, you know, the fitness side of things, CrossFit side of things, as well as how long ago when you got into hunting and why. Yeah, so um, I started actually in CrossFit. I've been doing CrossFit for, uh, for 14 years. I started when I was, uh, when I was 12 years old. Um, I have, I have a twin brother and then I have an older brother and all three of us compete professionally in CrossFit. And, um, as, as, as we got going in CrossFit, we, uh, we, we realized that we wanted to make it our profession and we ended up relocating from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to Cleveland, Ohio. And, uh, from 12 years old to 26 years old, we've, we've really been training together and, and diving into, into CrossFit and, uh, it's just, it's just something we've really been enjoying together. And, um, we have an off season in CrossFit, obviously. And the past two years I started diving into hunting a little bit more and I am definitely new to that. It's, it's not the same as CrossFit. So with, with like the, the, the hunting thing, what exactly got you into, I, you know, there, I, if there is an off season for CrossFit, I have not seen it from like, when I say that make kind of being a joke, you guys are freaks of nature physically. Um, and we'll get back to that, but what, what, what was it that just got you into hunting? Like was, was it the magazine ad or a TV show or a buddy or what was it exactly? Yeah. So it was something I've always wanted to do. I, I never grew up doing it. I have, uh, there's, uh, six, I've uh, actually, there's six siblings, but, uh, I have five brothers and sisters and, uh, we really never had time to, to get out and do anything, uh, outside of, and I, I consider hunting a sport, but my, my, my dad never really got into hunting. And my oldest brother, actually, um, he's the one that got me into it. He started and, and taught himself. And I ended up going out one year with him and I was like, man, like, this is, this is so cool. And, he lives in, uh, he lives in Pennsylvania and I ended up, uh, coming back out to Ohio and it was something I really started to dive into and watch videos and, um, really started to enjoy it. So do you, with where you're located now, did you have like an archery range close by? Yeah, I actually, um, we, we have a few outdoor archery ranges. Um, I actually started off, I got one bow and I, I, I went out hunting with it and it was like, a, it was just a cheaper bow, but I, I mean, I, I shot with it. I felt good with it. And, uh, I go out hunting and, uh, I get up to my tree stand and I, I go to draw my bow back and there, there was a, a screw that popped out of my bow and my, all my string came, <laughs> came undone, <laughs> but I drove through, uh, I drove through the night to go hunt with my brother in the morning and, and I get in my stand and, uh, that was the first thing I did when I drew my bow back. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. I, I would have guessed your drop or your peg for your draw stop probably came loose. That'll make the bow like derail and get stuck at full draw and nothing good comes out of that. No, no. So I ended up, uh, I have I actually have a, a couple buddies that are in the hunting and, uh, 
they, they uh, recommended Hoyt. Uh, there's a, there was a guy at Hoyt. He's uh, he's actually a CrossFitter too, but he ended up uh, helping me get set up with a with a good setup. But Evan again, Williams, something new that Evan Williams. Yeah, he used to work for me here at Kafaru. Oh, really? No yeah, kidding. Yeah, Evan and I have. So Evan used to be called Little Evan because he was like little, like stick figure little. <laughs> Obviously, things have changed. But yeah, Evan. Uh, yeah, we've known Evan for years. He used to run a big pro shop in Colorado Springs called uh, Bill Pellegrino's. Uh, anyway, whatever. But yeah, that's funny as hell. So yeah, Evan's a good dude. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was the guy that actually helped me get set up with a, with an actual like good setup that I knew I'd be able to get out and and. Uh, no, nothing was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I started off with rifle and then, um, I'm in the gym all day and, um, I have a lot of downtime in between my workouts. And, uh, that, that was when I really wanted to kind of get into archery and from the videos that I, I was watching, it was just a lot more, uh, challenging and intimate with, with nature. And, and that was something I really, I wanted to experience and, um, I think it's easy to go out there. I don't say it's easy to go out there with a rifle, but, um, I, it, it's more so the challenge and, and being one with nature. And, uh, that, that's why I really wanted to get into archery. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it is more difficult. There's, I mean, there's just no way around it when, you know, you have a weapon that can shoot at this point, infinite distance and, it, it's just easier. It is what it is. But um, yeah, but yeah, rewinding on the on the CrossFit side, physical fitness side, is that all you do? So are you like full time uh, CrossFit athlete or do you have a, like a normal job as well or a little of both? Yeah, so I'm, I'm a full time CrossFit athlete. Um, our season typically runs. It's actually starting in 30 days, um, but it runs from February until August. And that's that's our on season. And there's four different stages. So we have the CrossFit open and they'll take a percent of that that advance to quarterfinals. And both of those are online. Um, and then we go into something called semifinals and they'll take the top five from different semifinals throughout the world. And those guys will go to the CrossFit games and that's the top 40 fittest men and fittest women on the planet. Um, but, but that's kind of our layout of our season. And then, our off season goes, uh, it's from August or the end of August until February again. But again, we have like little, little competitions throughout there that are a little bit more fun. You're not necessarily training for them, but it's, it's kind of really good, uh, checkpoints to see where your fitness is at in the off season. Gotcha. And then, so how old are you now? I'm 26. So what, what is the, the lifespan of a CrossFit athlete, uh, at the highest level usually? So my, my oldest brother, he is nine years older than me. And, um, I say like 30, 35 is towards the upper end of, of the, uh, the lifespan of a CrossFit athlete individually. Now they have like masters and, and stuff like that, that you can go into that, it's not as much volume, but you get to the point where you hit a certain age and it's no longer training. It's more so how well can you recover? And a lot of the older guys, they're, they're still really fit, but over the course of a weekend when we're doing 15 to 16 workouts over four days, it's, it just, be, it, it becomes very difficult for somebody to recover through that. Gotcha. So don't laugh. I'm Googling all this as we're talking. So is your brother Saxon? <laughs> uh, Scott Saxon's my twin brother. That's confusing. How many, so how many freakish athletes did your mom pop out for fuck's sake? <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, Saxon and Scott and myself, we all compete in CrossFit and then everybody else is involved in fitness. Um, my two other siblings are, uh, they're teachers. And then uh, my oldest brother that got me into CrossFit is actually, he's a police officer. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So who's, uh, so who, who's the best out of your siblings? 
<laughs> that's a that's a tough question. It depends if we're looking at the leaderboard or looking at each other's egos. Uh, so, well, uh, man, we're gonna dive down some rabbit holes here. This is I did not know this. Like I said, I'm not in. You know, I'm not into the scene. What was uh? So were you guys like freakishly competitive since birth, or was it more of a let's help each other out and all become better, or was it more? I don't want to say not. I don't mean violent, but like, was it like? Oh, it was violent. Crazy. It yeah. was definitely violent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, board games. The boards getting flipped. What <laughs> whatever you could do to win uh, it is a, a very competitive uh, lifestyle that we live. Um, but, but for us, it's, there was, um, five boys and we have one sister. So my sister, she's the one that everybody, everybody's actually scared of probably the most. She'll kick any of our butts. Um, but yeah, we, we grew up very competitive and, um, it, it was a good competitive though. It was, it was always somebody trying to one up the other one. And it, it really pushed us to be better athletes and better people. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, I'm reading about your family now. Um, yeah, this is crazy. Obviously, I'm sure people are going to be yelling at the computer of how ignorant I am to CrossFit. And, and uh, you know, obviously I have you with with siblings all, you know, placing. It looks like very high, you know, for for a while. Um, yeah. Look at your brother. Let's see. So Scott is sixth here. Rich Froning second. I, so all, did all three of you make it into the games? So last year was going to be the first year we, all of us were actually going to be there at the same time. We've all been there, but we've all been there at separate times, sometimes together. Um, but last year was the first year I competed with my twin brother and then my oldest brother, or not my oldest brother, but Scott, the other one that competes in CrossFit. Um, he ended up getting hurt at the semifinal level. He landed. There was a piece of rope laying off of on, on rope climbs. It was laying on the floor and as he came down, he landed on that and, uh, towards ACL and PCL. Okay. Gotcha. So uh, like going, uh, each year, like, are you three training together? Like, are you, are you guys pushing each other or do you guys train separately? So we got to the point we, we were training together, but it CrossFit it's, it's so demanding and so competitive that it was, it was hard to live that lifestyle every day. Um, so, so the last two years, each one of us kind of went our separate ways and found different coaches that, that can make each of us better in, in separate ways. Cause each one of us is built a little bit different and has different strengths and weaknesses. So it was, it was kind of challenging when we all were doing the same stuff because one, uh, it, it was always one person getting better. Um, and everybody else is kind of going along on the journey and, we decided that we wanted to go our separate ways, but we knew at the end of the day, it was going to make us all more successful. And really the vision that we had was all three of us competing at the highest level at the same time. Gotcha. So just Googling here, I don't know if you realize this, but you and your brothers are in the top 20 hottest CrossFit athletes of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shitting you. I'm reading. Uh, you can't really have a hottest men in CrossFit list without the Pancheck brothers. And we mean all three of them. There you go. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know what website that is. <laughs> uh, what is this? So this is the, uh, what is that? The Wolverine? Uh, what is uh, Wolverine? And uh, yeah, I don't know. You're all over. Obviously, you and your brothers, uh, Nohomo, are hot because you pop up all over as the top CrossFit athletes, hottest CrossFit athletes. And uh, yeah, there's some chicks on here that looks like they'd beat the shit out of me. Um, crazy. So me too. <laughs> yeah, where, where, like, so you said you took 20th this last year. Is that correct in 2022? Yes. So from a your perspective. What would, what separates, and again, talking to you is, is fairly ignorant in the CrossFit games. What separates you or your brothers or whatever bumping up? Is some of it, is some of it luck? Is some of it an off day? It, do you know what you need to work on? Did you have weaknesses in a different event? Like for you specific, obviously as well. Yeah. What's going to, what, what was your week, you know, maybe one of your week events, like what, what's, what's it going to take? What are you working on in the off season? Yeah. So, so when I look at it and I look at, a lot of the top games athletes, it's everybody's, everybody's really fit and everybody's almost on the, the, the same level. And what it really comes down to is executing. And you get to, you get to a point where you have to know when you're going to take, 
uh, a calculated risk. And when you're taking a risk that could, could potentially blow up in your face. Um, and for, for me, there was a lot of experience to it this year where I maybe took risks where I shouldn't have taken risk. And there's no, there's, I don't want to say there's no coming back from that, but it, it, it's more important to know when to take those risks. And when, when I look at it, it's for, if I'm taking a risk in a 60 minute workout and I do it the first five minutes, then all of a sudden I'm completely blown up for the rest of that workout. And it, it really, I'm digging myself out of a hole where if I take a risk in maybe a two minute workout, it's, it's, it's not necessarily going to affect me for the whole course of the weekend. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm basing this off of more of strongman powerlifting. If you have an event, you're not overly yeah. good at anyway. You don't want to give it everything you have to still not gather points. You might want to take a break, take your ass yeah. whooping and then crush it in another event. It sounds like what you're, what you're saying. For, for sure. And, and CrossFit, they're starting to, really they pull a little bit of everything. You have your gymnastics, you have your weightlifting, you have your strong man, you have your endurance and it, it's knowing where you're going to be the most successful and where you can put up the most points. Um, for, for me, it was uh, a lot of the strong man stuff was the stuff that I've, I've been working in the off season. And um, for me, I went into the games last year completely under fueled and by, by the fourth or fifth day, everything started kind of catching up to me. And I'm like, man, like I, like I screwed up, like I'm a, a, just a complete caloric deficit. And, and, and until you get out there, you don't, you don't realize that. And once, once, once it hits you, it's like, Oh man, I need, uh, <laughs> I messed up. Gotcha. So how many CrossFit games have you, have you been in? So that was my first one this year, actually. Okay. So with, with this being your first one and you're talking like experience, it, it sounds like, like that was a very big part of it was just straight up, like anyone doing anything straight up experience. So is it, was that, I mean, was that one of the big ones? Like just experience for you? Like, like that would have. Yeah. Th- yeah. That it was definitely a lot of experience for me and the season leading up to it. At no point did we hit more than six workouts. So the, the stage right before the CrossFit Games, it's usually five to six workouts, and then you advance to the CrossFit Games, and then you go to the CrossFit Games, and it's 15-plus workouts. So it, it, it's really difficult to, to go from, from the six events to the 15-plus events um, and how your body's going to feel because you can't, you can't train like that. You can't go into the gym and train 15 workouts over the course of a couple of days um, at a hundred percent, like that's just, it, it's impossible to replicate and your body's not going to hold up. And that's really kind of what leads to, to burnout and injuries and CrossFit. So until you step out on the floor, it's, it's that's, that's the experience part of it, that I, it was, it was a real wake up call for me this year. Gotcha. So, uh, and again, I hope nobody's laughing at me too much of how ignorant I am with CrossFit, but the, the kid with the crazy haircut, uh, kind of the skullet thing going on. Um, yeah. Did he come out of the woodwork? Um, cause I don't see him listed as I'm using the Googleizer here as like a top contender. Um, and I maybe just, I'm not reading, you know, the right websites or whatever, but did he kind of come out of the woodwork? Are you, are you friends with him? And like, um, is, is he someone you, like, is he someone everybody's looking out for now? Um, and again, yeah, he, he was actually a, don't laugh at me yeah, asking I, these questions if they're <laughs> stupid. <laughs> uh, um, so he's, he was actually a younger athlete and uh, he was, he really kind of flew under the radar, kind of like what you said. Um, and then he showed up at the games uh, two years ago and, and really made a splash in the space. Um, but yeah, for, for him, he's just, he's a young athlete. He has a great coach and um, for him, it's, he, he was a, he was able to go out and do a lot of competitions and build up experience. And um, when you when you step out on the floor at the games, a lot of it is experience. And you have athletes that show up there that are really really fit, but they lack the experience. And again, it's it's, it's calculated risk, knowing what to eat, when to eat it, um, how to perform a workout uh, a certain way. And it's 
there's a lot of moving parts for sure. Yeah, no, it looks like it. It's intriguing to me just because, um, you know, I've, I believe, you know, I've watched the games before because I, I, being in fitness, you can't help even if I'm not into CrossFit per se compared to, you know, something else. Um, it is it is amazing watching the games and what you guys and gals put your bodies uh, through um, with injuries. How often is that something? Is it like a UFC thing where it's just a matter of time you're going to be injured and you have to battle on, you know, you just expected? Or is that something, do you stay fairly healthy? I mean, how often do injuries happen? It seems like it's fair, especially shoulders is, is fairly yeah. common. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like any professional sport and, and injuries are, are common, but it's, it's having a good support team around you. Uh, making sure you're getting body work, making sure you're fueling your body appropriately. Um, and it, it's just doing the little things right outside and making sure you have an off season. And it, it's really easy to, to go through the course of a weekend uh, and be antsy to jump back into competition. But for, for CrossFit, especially competing at the highest level, it's, it's not necessarily – the competition that is so demanding on your body, it's all of the training that leads up to it. And a CrossFit athlete, they're typically training, at least, at least for me, I'm in the gym probably eight hours a day. And obviously I'm not training for that full time. It's usually like recovering, eating, um, stretching, mobility, stuff like that. But you're spending so much time in the gym and, and, and that's the part that, that is so demanding on the body is you start to peak for competition but to, to take that downtime to give your body a chance to recover is really important. And for, for me, I've, I've screwed up after competitions where I've, I've trained to my peak and then I try, I, I, I almost want to maintain that level of fitness. And as you try and maintain that, you, you go and you start hitting burnout, you start hitting injuries. And that's, that's the stuff that will shorten your longevity in the sport. Okay. So, um, the, like the, this year, what are the top um, athletes? Like, what? Who are you picking? Like top twenty, like or top ten to keep it simple? I guess who are the top ten you're looking at? Like for for this season? Yeah, I think this year, um, you have you have a couple household names: uh, Justin Madero's with the hair, um, Pat Vellner, my brothers. Um, but I, I. I, I I think you have a, it, it's very difficult to see a, a, a new athlete breakthrough on their first year. Um, so it's, it, it's kind of sitting back and, and watching the season shake out. And you have a couple athletes that competed last year and they got that level of experience that they needed. And then all of a sudden the next year they really break through because they, they started to kind of figure it out. So um, as the season starts to progress, you're able to start to kind of see where you think athletes are going to be at the, at the finals in the games. Gotcha. So, man, I trying to wrap my head around the. It's crazy enough. All three of you are top level athletes with you and your brothers. Uh, food bill as a kid. Uh, were your parents wealthy to afford all that? Did you guys just pop out <laughs> eating broccoli? Uh, I'm assuming, obviously, you know, you guys, uh, you know, you uh, uh, athlete. I, I mean, you were natural athletes to begin with. Did it start really early? Like CrossFit wasn't a thing. I'm in my you know mid late forties, so CrossFit wasn't a thing. You know, way back then, was this something that you that you got all three you, you and your brothers had like an early start on diet and nutrition uh, as well as fitness to get going? No, we didn't. I mean, that was something. I mean, we paid attention to it, but when we were when we were kids and playing sports, it was usually like. <laughs> Cereal and pasta was like our go-tos. Um, we had so many kids, but we had a whole cabinet just filled with cereal, and I felt like that was all, that was all we would eat. Um, but as we started getting into like uh, high school and kind of college, is when we really started diving a lot more into nutrition. Um, but it, it really is crazy the amount of uh, n- nutrition that goes into competing. I said, my, my fiance laughs because we're, we shop at Costco and it looks like we're shopping for a family of six and it's just, it's just the two of us. <laughs> I, you but know, for I, me, like right now, I'm <laughs> no, go, go ahead. 
I said, for me right now, it's, it's funny because I'm consuming like 6,000 calories and I'm just kind of in the off season right now. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. Um, you, when I was lifting heavy, you know, I was at that eight to 10 a day to maintain and, and gain, uh, you know, and I was just straight strength. I couldn't have walked up. I mean, I did not do cardio. I, I was just going for, for power. Obviously <laughs> things have changed a yeah. lot doing backpack hunting now, but the, the one thing that, that, that I learned real quick was, uh, nutrition and sleep, right? Recovery. So, you know, I would do a heavy workout. I would take a nap, right? I I would eat, but I would also sleep, try to focus on sleeping seven to eight hours sleep. And I, I don't, I don't do very well sleeping, but, um, I just never have slept very well, but that was the big thing was just straight up calories and good calories and then resting. So you said like right now you're eating 6,000, uh, calories a day. How much are you sleeping? And do you have any issue sleeping? Yeah, I, do, I actually don't have any issues sleeping, but you suck. Um, I usually, <laughs> but I, I really, I really prioritize that. Um, I usually sleep with like a face mask and I put earplugs in, um, just because I, I try and replicate. Just because I travel so much competing, I try and I try and replicate how I sleep at home for whenever I'm traveling. Like I was just down in Miami competing, and um, the hotel I was in, it was right up along the street and you're hearing horns and cop cars firing their sirens. And it's just, uh, for me, if being, being able to replicate what I do at home when I travel, it makes uh, sleeping on the road a lot easier for me. No, that makes sense. One thing I will say, careful with like lifelong, long-term earplugs, you, you will get tinnitus. Um, three of my friends, including my wife have our sleep, our earplug people, like they wear sleep or hearing or uh, hearing protection to bed. I didn't know this. My wife has tinnitus now from long oh, term. Wow. Long term. Uh, the only reason why I'm saying this is like literally this just started happening. And then I talked to a few of my buddies and I, I guess long term you can get severe tinnitus from sleeping with earplugs in. So, oh wow! My wife's fifty-one. You're twenty-six. I'm letting you know now. So, like in twenty-five years, I'm gonna be like, "Ha ha! I told you." No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know that. I don't sleep with here. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't use because she does the the mask and everything. She has kind of a a mask that's a little bit heated up when she puts it on, and then does the the earplugs to just sleep better. Um, and, and I get it. Like, especially you're talking about, like, obviously I travel for hunting, you know, there's certain hotels you're going to stay in. And, and especially if you're a light sleeper, you're just, you're not going to sleep and you're in an uncomfortable place. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I, when I, I've learned the hard way with, uh, with traveling and sleeping. And I remember being at some of the biggest competitions I've been at and I'm like, I, I literally didn't sleep all night. Yeah. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to go out and compete? <laughs> Yeah, I, I would imagine. So I would imagine adrenaline does a little bit for a while, but on some of your competitions, if you just bonked from uh, nutrition or sleep at all, where you were like, you could just maybe you, people couldn't tell, but you could just you could tell, like, good lord, I this was this was bad. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, it's like, all right, like I need to get some, co- I need to get some coffee in me. <laughs> but I, I, I used to, cause I used to own actually a uh, a CrossFit gym, so I was always. Um, I was always the guy up coaching early classes. Um, I lived about an hour away from the gym that we had. So it was like three thirty, four 4 a.m. Uh, I would usually get up and then drive to the gym and coach our, our 5 a.m. class. But I, 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 I've had experience being able to, to train and compete without sleep. So I, I know I can do it, but obviously it's not ideal. Whenever I was a lot younger, and I'm, I mean, I'm still young now, but when I was a lot younger, it was a lot easier to kind of bounce back from that. But again, I think now as you start getting older and you want to maintain longevity in the sport, it's prioritizing nutrition and sleep. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So who, who are some of your, um, your sponsors? Like, I'm sure it's like anything else, whether it's archery or, you know, CrossFit or, or whatever you, what, what are some of the companies that you like work with or, or, uh, you know, like to suggest to people, whether it be nutrition or, or, you know, bottom to top fitness gear, whatever. Yeah. So I work with born primitive and I absolutely love their lines. There's, I was out shopping with, uh, with my fiance. I'm like, I don't need, like, there's nothing I need. Like they have fitness clothing. They have outdoors clothing. They have dress clothing out like, um, uh, outdoors. And, uh, what was the other one that they have like flannels and stuff like that? Yep. Um, I think they call it the campfire campfire line or something. Campfire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's like my apparel brand that I work with and 
I absolutely love them. Um, and then I have a shoe brand called Innovate, and it's more of a uh, a fitness style shoe, fitness and running. Um, so they have like power lifters, running shoes, like a cross, like a like a cross breed shoe where you can run and power lift and do a little bit of everything in it. Um, so that's my shoe brand, and then I work with uh, M2 Performance on my nutrition, and that was something that I started working uh, working towards and working on after the games last year and I was consuming probably 4,000 calories a day and now I'm up to 6,000. Um, and I was, that, that's when I was like, this is, this is huge for me and my energy levels. And I was able to maintain my weight a lot easier. And that was something that, that was probably the biggest change I made to my, my training the last year. Yeah. So, uh, switching back for, or switching off of, of, uh, the CrossFit CrossFit for a little bit and, uh, you're going on the, the hunting side of things. Are you looking at coming out like West and doing any more, uh, physically like backpack, physically demanding type hunts, or have you looked into that at all? I've actually been dying to, to get out West. And, um, I was talking to the guys at Board primitive and they were talking about going out West and, and doing a trip. Um, but that's something that I, I that's something I've really, really wanted to do. And it's, it's just aligning that with my off season to, to be able to get away for, for a little bit of time to do that. But, uh, that's, that's on my bucket list for sure. It, it's, uh, it's funny, Matt, uh, Chan, having him on the podcast, I can't, I don't want to miss quote him, but he, he, he killed an elk and packed it out himself. And I remember him, you know, stating that it was the most pain he'd ever felt by far, uh, getting that elk out, you know, in comparison to crap, but you get used to your own pain when I say, you know, your own thing. Yeah. So you, for what, what I'm used to, which is like the backpack hunting and no sleep and rain and weather and all that shit. Right. And then, you know, if I went and, and worked out in a CrossFit gym and, and I would get crushed. Right. But I'm used to one, not the other. And, and that's what I, you know, a UFC guy may be unbelievable inside the octagon, but then go throw him under a tarp and, you know, in, in, in on a sheep hunt, yeah. he's probably going to fold up. Not probably, but n- not his element. Yeah. And, and it's, it's totally different. And, uh, my oldest brother, he's not big in the CrossFit and we were out, uh, we were out hunting in high, uh, with backpacks and he's just like, he's just moving. And I'm like, I'm one of the fittest guys on the planet. Like you're, why are you moving so fast? Um, but again, it's just like, like kind of like what you said, it's just, uh, it's just, it's completely different from, from what we're used to, uh, in the gym. And I think that's what's so special about CrossFit is like, that's what they encourage you to do is get out and experience different sports and, um, challenge yourself. No, for sure. And I had uh, one, one of the a guy I used to do a podcast with, uh, his name's Brian Call. He was a CrossFit guy. And I think he's had what's a cro- uh, very well-known CrossFit athlete. I think his name was Chris. Um, Spieler? Spieler. Yeah, I think he's had Chris on his podcast. Uh, I don't talk to Brian as, as much now, but you, he was big into that community and had friends that had CrossFit gyms. And you, you know, I would, I would, uh, the, the, being a one trick pony, maybe two tricks. I'm really good at push ups, uh, but I can hike, right? That was like, I can, I can hike at a very fast pace with weight on, but you know, but after that, I mean, I can do a decent enough workout, but like, you know, we would hike and then I would talk a lot of shit and then they were like, Hey, come to CrossFit gym. And I'm like, Oh, hell no. I, uh, <laughs> cause that, you know, that's, that was kind of my thing. And, and, uh, when I, when I say that, like, it seems like, and this isn't, I, I'm not like totally like black and white, like it is not, not always like this. It seems like CrossFit athletes are very good at short burst type of movements. Like they're very powerful for, for short bursts, but like that, let's say, uh, hour with a 65 pound pack up a fairly, you know, steep grade, not that you guys yeah. can't do it. It is a little bit out of your norm where you guys have these explosive movements and, and, you know, and then you go to something like that. It's totally different what you even train for. And I could be totally full, yeah. sh- full of shit, but <clears throat> no, no, it's, it's, it's completely different. And you have a couple guys that are in the sport that are, uh, I guess they call them more endurance and, and, uh, powerful athletes. Uh, in that aspect, but um, for us, it's, it's it's very difficult to train, and that's why I think it's I think it's it's really cool because, um, especially getting out and, and hunting, it's it's you're you're building a, a different block of your fitness um, outside of the gym, and 
everybody that everybody that competes in CrossFit, most of them played a sport, whether it was soccer or football or swimming or being a runner. And when, whenever a, a workout comes up, that's that kind of uh, a style workout. That's where, that's where they're, they're really successful in a sport. Um, we have a couple military guys that compete and anytime we get like a ruck run, it's those guys are just absolutely blowing the pack out of the water. Um, but again, you start, you, I, I call it almost like oil in the grooves and uh, you, you do that stuff and it, it doesn't necessarily even have to be fast, but you start building up those repetitions. And as soon as you, you have to start getting your heart rate up higher, you're, you're destroying everybody. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes, that makes sense. Uh, you know, and watching, like we worked with, um, uh, good Lord, what's his name? He was, uh, he, he, he was running the cro- CrossFit games for a while. And then I, I think they separated, uh, he was, a, he was a seal, um, uh, Castro Castro. Yeah. We were working actually with, with doing our, uh, using our pack in the, in the games with him, uh, yeah, a Kafaru pack. And, trying to wrap my head around you, you know because i think you guys have used go ruck for a while packs maybe or something like yeah. that um yeah you, you know it's it's uh it's 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 different with everything and i've watched like i said i've watched the games and you know when you look at you guys have it's like world's strongest man there is multiple different things you you ever you guys have to focus on and it's different because when you compare it to if powerlifting. You know, powerlifting, you've you've got three, you know, basic movements or three basic lifts. And you guys like to have to be part um, ballerina, part gymnast, part power athlete. Part, I mean, it's insane. And I think that's one of the reasons why CrossFit athletes um, kind of stand out ab- above and beyond like anyone else is you have to be so well-versed in so many, you know, different things. It's, it's crazy. And obviously dealing with uh, you know, Castro starting to pay a lot more attention to it. I, I you know, what I, I feel is I feel fat. Like I look at this and I'm like, you know, I thought I was an athlete and I'm not like, it's insane what you guys go through. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think that's, what's really cool is it, it's, it's almost being like a jack of all trades and it's, you're not necessarily the best at it, but you can do this and then this and then this and, um, like swimming, for instance, and I like if if you have a swimming background in CrossFit, like you you're set in my opinion because they're so dense that it's when whenever you put people in in, in the water, it's it's if you have a swimming background or very comfortable in the water, you're you're usually pretty good because it's it's usually not just with swimming. It's usually uh, like when I was down in Miami competing this weekend, it was. Um, they did. It was like wall balls. Uh, it was like a heavy jump rope and then it was swimming. So you're getting in the water and if you're not a good swimmer, now we're throwing you in the water with a high heart rate. And if you can't swim as it is, it's, you're going to start going to like that brush stroke. And, uh, it, it's very difficult for some athletes to do. So, uh, if, if you have that background of swimming or, or, or used to getting in the water with a high heart rate, usually blow a lot of the other guys out of the water or, <laughs> literally blow them out of the water yeah. um and in that in that workout but it, it, it's really getting your hands on everything and that's what's going to make you successful in crossfit so um with anybody looking at getting into you know like crossfit whether that be at a base level they just need to lose weight and um yeah you know when i say that meaning they're not planning on becoming a you right or or your brothers like they're 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 just like yeah. hey should i join a crossfit gym me having talked shit about crossfit back and forth and again just being funny with buddies of mine that, that like kip ups and stuff things that are very low hanging fruit to pick on coming from a like a oh, powerlifting yeah. <laughs> background um the the thing that i really like about it is the it is a very family group oriented motivational uh, type of uh, of workout or or atmosphere where when you when you go to do these workouts they're not like these long you know you're not at the gym for three hours right you show up and you go you know work out with your friends for x amount of time each night or it, anyway it's very conducive to staying motivated from the outside looking in you want to talk a little bit about that and if anybody's looking at joining a gym kind of yeah. go into that a little bit 
Yeah. So I, I definitely think CrossFit, it, it can be intimidating. And w- I think it has such a bad rap because what people see are the fail videos online. <laughs> and it's, it's usually people trying to replicate the highest level of, of CrossFit. And when I look at CrossFit, you have CrossFit, the sport, and then you have CrossFit, the fitness program and CrossFit, the fitness program, it's, it's, it's high intensity training. Um, and it, it like, when I look at it, it's, it's not people doing the kipping or the butterfly pull-ups or the handstand locks or the snatches. And I, I look at some of those movements and those really shouldn't be seen in a whole lot of CrossFit gyms. What, what should be seen is the foundation and they teach this at the, at the CrossFit seminars, but again, people see these videos online and are trying to replicate it. And that's why people are like, Oh, you look like a dead fish on the pull-up bar. Well, we have to build up the foundation and the foundation is those strict pull-ups being able to press my body weight before I, before I kick up on the wall and start doing a handstand push-up. And it's, it's, it's taking those foundations. And once I, once I have those, then I can start building into everything else. But if I can't do a strict pull-up, I have no business trying to hop on a pull-up bar doing a kipping pull-up. And it's that, that's, that's how injuries start to happen in CrossFit. And, Again, I think that's where people start getting kind of a bad rap of the sport is people are always hurt. But again, it's, they, they teach it at the L1 is you need to just keep building up the foundation before you move forward to anything else. Um, so that's what's so special about CrossFit. And uh, it gives you like that, that, that family aspect. And that was how we got into CrossFit was my dad. He's 65 years old now, but he's the one that got us in there and took us down as a family. And um, we started at CrossFit Pittsburgh and, uh, everything was scaled down. My, my brother, he was, uh, Scott, he was a, uh, a college running back. And again, he was, he was very athletic. We were 12 years old when we got started, but he was 20 or 21 years old and he was doing something completely different than we were, but we were pushing each other. We were just doing more of a, of a scaled and modified version that was obviously safe. Um, but it allowed us to, to still work out next to each other, which is really cool. And I think that's, what's so special about CrossFit is when you look at it, it, it doesn't matter whether you're the highest level or, uh, a grandma or a, a grandpa and, and you're going through a lot of like the basic stuff. So you can still, you can still do it all together. And I think that's, what's so cool. Yeah. Well, and, and having said what I did before we started this specific part of this conversation i i set up a home gym and all my friends who do crossfit saw it and were like so basically you set up a crossfit gym you asshole and i'm like i i don't know did i you know because I, <laughs> I i do a lot of the same workouts especially as i've gotten older um you know i do a lot more air squats i do a lot more lunges i do a lot more body weight workouts and pull-ups and uh, i do a lot of more rope workout i mean i you know, I'm, I'm trying to go for the long haul here from beating up my body, especially backpack hunting, um, you know, packing yeah. out elk and everything else. So, you know, I, you know, back in the day where I would do, let's say, just like leg extensions uh, for quad works out, quad workout. Well, you know, you sit on, you know, the, the chair, you extend your legs or, you know, whatever. It's pretty basic workout. But. I, you know, my knees, I'm starting to get a little bone on bone where when I do air squats, I don't get that pain. So I don't do those anymore. And then I'll do like, you can do a pretty amazing workout. That's another thing cool with CrossFit. You don't need a gym, right? You don't have to go to a gym. You can have like, I do step ups, right? And then I'll do lunges. I'll do air squats. I'll do push ups, some pull ups, some abs, you know, and, and you can do that in your garage. You can do that in the hotel room. So like for me, I, I do probably too many push-ups, but I'm a big push-up ab guy. Cause I, I just, when I'm bored in my office, I do push-ups and yeah, you know, or air squats. That's something that seems to also kind of breed in CrossFit a lot to where it's like just a healthy lifestyle all the time and make it work no matter if you got a gym or not. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, uh, I actually started working with this company. It's called, uh, it's called Stroops and they do a lot of resistance training. Um, and you can do rehab. You can actually, you can actually do like banded exercises. Um, but it's actually something I started traveling with. They, they have this thing, it's called a resistance 90. Um, and it, it, it's really cool because you can do, you can do curls with it, but it has like two handles 
I've got um, that actually. I've got, I've got, I carry one where there's one in my office. I carry one in my pack and I have one at home. That thing is bitching. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. And it's, it's something that I, uh, I, I love to travel with. And, um, I actually, I actually met, met a guy and he's actually the, uh, he's a, he's really big into hunting. And, uh, I spent a lot of my time this past year, uh, hunting with a guy that, that works for them. Um, but I was like, there's, there's such a cool space and not just CrossFit, but hunting, uh, with this. And it's, what's so special about it is you can just throw it in your backpack and if you're traveling, you can do something in your, your room or if you're camping or, or really wherever. And, uh, it's, it's a full body exercise machine. Yeah. And I, so I have like, uh, I have, I, well, I have, I bought the set, but I, I packed the 30 pounder with me cause I do, well, I'll do curls with that or tricep extensions and then I'll spread my legs out and do like resistance air squats, uh, with it. And I didn't really watch any videos on it. It's pretty self-explanatory as far as, you know, what I do. And then I'll do some, I'll hook it actually, I shouldn't say this, but like what, if I've ever jacked up any beds in a hotel, but I'll do shoulder workouts with it. Um, I'll just throw one handle, uh, under the, the corner of the bed, um, or loop it around through the, like the bed rail or a doorknob. I can get a shoulder workout in from that. Almost like a, I guess you could say almost like a fly or a reverse fly for your shoulders, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, I don't know if it fits in my backpack, right? I, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. If I, if I'm trying to impress a chick, I can pump out some push-ups and curls real <laughs> quick. So I get all veiny head downstairs. Jerry's looking at me funny, my editing guy, but truly it, you can c- carry it everywhere. And, uh, and, and it's, I mean, they're, it's relatively inexpensive and in, in consider. I mean, I think that thing cost me 90 bucks. I'm going to look it up here real quick. Yeah. Yeah, well, they actually it, have a, it's called a, um, it's called like a spine and you actually put it on your door. It, it's probably the size of your cell phone. Um, and like how you said, you hook it on your bed, you can actually hook it on the door and there's a, there's a hook probably every, Oh yeah, I see. probably right six inches. Um, and you can actually clip it on there and do whatever you want to do on there. Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm going to have to get, where the hell were you at on that Spencer? Um, no, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I'll get you one sent out. <laughs> I, I, I saw this. So this, uh, you know, when I was scrolling through or whatever, I saw this on, and maybe it was your page. I saw it on someone's page. I was like, oh, because I was using like the uh, the kind of the tube um, kind of old, you know, band style systems for, you know, resistance before. And then, you know, obviously just Googled it, looked it up, read about it. And and obviously, you know, the old old style still works. Just this thing is, is quite a bit better and on and lasts a lot longer, like, yeah. like long term durability wise yeah if anyone needs a discount code you can use spencer 20 you'll get 20 percent off too <laughs> see i screwed myself i did not use the discount code <laughs> uh, and let's dive into that just a little bit more i don't want to take up too much of your time but for someone that is because it is intimidating i mean you and your brother look like greek gods you go into a gym and you you know i'm sitting here i'm 30 pounds overweight and immediately I'm like, hmm, yeah, I'm out of place or or whatever. At one time, I've kind of been, uh, I'm a recovering fat kid. At one time, I was probably 60 pounds overweight. And then now I've learned what works for me. Talk about like someone that that is initially like, hey, I want to get into fitness. I, I, I want to start going to the gym, but I want to get maybe a little bit more prepped before I hit it, hit, hit into the gym, right? It's intimidating. What should they start yeah. doing at home? Because as you said, you, you owned a gym, right? What should they do at home? What yeah. should they start and, and their diet? What, to, what should they work on with that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, um, I mean, at home, I, a lot of the Stroops products are actually really awesome. And a lot of it's just resistance training. And um, you could go online and uh, it, it, a lot of stuff as you buy it, you'll get a chart with a bunch of different exercises. But um, outside of that, it's just, it, it's really just, walking into a gym and that's honestly the hardest thing and i'm a crossfit games athlete and i always get nervous even walking into a new gym because you're walking into a a new environment um so so when i get nervous walking in it's it's i wonder how other people actually feel um and and really it's it's taking that first step of of walking into a gym and if you want to make a lifestyle change it's 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 stepping forward and doing that so you're you're kind of saying don't don't worry about getting prepped just just get in there get after it and uh, 
you know, don't worry about it. Cause I will say gyms are very accepting, um, whatever, whatever level you're at some more than others, obviously, but, but you're saying like the biggest step, just get in there, don't worry about it. And then, you know, let people, uh, you know, work, you know, work with people, uh, I should say work, get a trainer, help them help you and kind of go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so special about CrossFit is, uh, most gyms you go into and, this would be something that I would look at if I was new and trying to get into CrossFit would be, I would reach out to the gyms and uh, see who does an onboarding or an on-ramp process. And usually that's four to five classes of you working one-on-one with the trainer and learning how to do all of the movements properly before you get put into a class with, with in in a group setting. Um, And I think that's, that's the most important thing when you're looking at CrossFit is, Find, find a place that's going to do that. And if you find a place that's going to do that, those are going to be the, the gyms that are going to take good care of you. Cool. All right. Well, uh, with, uh, like I said, I don't want to take up too much longer. Uh, take, can, can you tell people where they can find you on social media? Again, list the companies that you, you know, work with. Um, and, and are you open to, and I mean, be careful with this. Are you open to questions and messages, uh, you know, maybe on fitness, uh, you know, on your Instagram page? Yeah, I'm completely open to, uh, any messages that anybody wants to send. Um, uh, uh, I'll, I'll kind of recap a couple of the brands that I work with, but the resistance 90 is uh Um Again, if you want to get 20% off, you can use code Spencer 20. Um, again, they have a bunch of different types of resistance training. Um, uh, if you're looking for good outdoor apparel and fitness apparel, born primitive. Um, and then shoes, they have uh, profit shoes, uh, Olympic lifting shoes, running shoes, hiking shoes, uh, innovate is the place to go for that. Cool. Right on, man. Well, I really appreciate you. I, I, I know you uh, probably didn't know us from, from Adam or specifically me from Adam. So I really appreciate you hopping on the podcast and yeah, again, me not knowing much about CrossFit. Um, it, it's good to get uh, somebody like yourself on here and help people get motivated. So, so thank you so much. Awesome. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Evan Williams just told me to tell you, move faster, and when are you guys going hunting? (laughs) (laughs) Tell him to come join. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Film it when you're kicking his ass. Would you? I'd like to see that. I I, I swear I won't make a meme out of it. Oh, that's funny. Cool, man. Well, thank you so much. And, yeah, I'll uh, whatever you need on the hunting side of thing, get a hold of me. Uh, I'll help you out in whatever way I can, and at some point we'll have to link up for a hunt. Awesome. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. Take it easy. You too. Bye.